Get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, f***ing fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. You feckless They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. That sounds like a choice. What? With the eighth pick in the 2018 NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Colin Sexton from the University of Alabama. Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head, just slap them. They can make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the key. I had to take off, off, to take off my shoes. So kiss my black not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. And that is why I look so much better than y'all. Welcome to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. It's been a while since I listened to the Friday Audio Reel as it's running. Let's, yeah. let's do a couple of things okay. here. A couple of things here. The Trump quote, get him out of here. Out! That dude is one of my favorite things ever. That's like one of my favorite. Get him out of here. Out! It's such a mad dad, like way too, way too <laughs> approach situation. Get out of here. Out! It's just, and it made me realize that... Honestly, if everybody else would shut up about him, Trump might be my favorite president ever just because some of the stuff he does is hilarious. We've talked about this before where it's like, dude, you would think the entertainment value alone would have made this guy like, dude, every stand-up comedian's favorite, you know, president every morning show. But instead, they're show. so angry with him. And just, you can't even, you can't do anything. Yeah, the derangement over him, right. It's like, so instead of like like mining the gold, they everybody's just going nah. to like being like super pissed off. And, uh, and, and again, I don't want to start the whole day with him, but it's just, dude, when I hear that clip, it's just so funny to me. Get him out of here. Out. It's just, dude, it just reminds me of my dad when he was like super pissed and he couldn't take it anymore. It's just very funny. Then in there, there's a, then uh, some other things in there. There's a, uh, you hear a woman and she's talking about, you know, sex and that kind of stuff. And she says, I have to, I, I'll have to amend it. The penis will make you slap somebody. And that gets lost in the shuffle. And what I mean by that is that woman is a female minister. Like that was being, dude, that was church where she like whipped that theory out. We might have to find that and play that in a best of. You know what I'm saying? Because honestly, that was hilarious. Because remember, she was talking about riding it and she's like, and all of a sudden you get to riding and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you just slap him. Dude, they can slap somebody. Oh my God. If you ever again <laughs> go to black female voice and say, riding it. Yeah. Dude, I got to tell you, it's going to be the longest Friday of my life. 
I don't know if I can handle that. Dude, honestly, during a break, see if you can find Okay. That. All right. We'll look for it. Because I don't got a whole lot planned today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, if we just wanted to throw things off to the side and get her back in here, we could do that. Bring her right back in. And I would rather hear her say it than Fantone go to black female voice, riding it. Riding it. Wake up, everybody. How'd you like that? How'd you like that? We do have a packed day, though, uh, all joking aside. We do got Munch on Sports. uh, That's happening 7 o'clock. We'll also be joined in studio by Jeremy uh, from Honor Fighting Championships. They're doing Fight Fest tomorrow night, Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. He's bringing the Vanilla Gorilla, Nick Brashear. And I got a pocket full of money because I'm paying Nick. I want the name. I'm telling you, he's going to fight you for it, dude. That's the only way he's giving it up, dude. You can't buy Nick Brashear, dude. You can't buy the Vanilla Gorilla. No, I'm I'm going Million Dollar Man. Everybody's got their price. (laughs) I, uh, I can't wait for them to come in. Um, very exciting. Excited to be there tomorrow night at the Chaparral's Event Center. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, you know, Jeremy not only owns Honor Fighting Championship, also the owner and proprietor of Ohio Championship Wrestling. And I have a pretty big announcement about Team Fantone coming up oh, on the yeah, show yeah. sometime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll let it we'll let it we'll let it fly this morning. Well, when do you want to do that? Ah, dude, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what do you you tell me when you didn't plan something, we'll figure it out maybe from there. Maybe we should just lump that all <laughs> in with Jeremy. Maybe maybe we'll just throw it all out together. I know you got some stuff going on today though, because I you do. are all golfed up over there. I am all golfed Stansberry up. Stansbury wearing his fancy duds. I got the I, well, yeah, I got the golf clothes on. <laughs> yeah, no, I was uh, I was invited by a uh, b- by a friend of the program, Scott from winningfornextyear.com at WFNY Scott. Is how you follow him on Twitter. He does uh, he does sports for us every Monday at eight. Good dude, and uh, he put together a golf outing today, and reached out to me. Said, "Look, dude, I need a fourth." And there's a couple of guys who were like, "No, I'm on the show with you on Mondays." They they listen. They were like, "Dude, it'd be cool if you can get him to come do this." And so he reached out. He was like, "Is there any way you'd be willing to do it?" So I'm playing in Chardon today, Legend Lake Golf Club, and uh, selfishly, he said to me, he "Goes look." I know Chardon's kind of far. Right. I know you don't get done, done till 10. Just get here when you can get here. Right. I'll tell you what hole we're on, and then you can just join us. But what I did instead was I went to my boss. I was like, yo, man, it's for charity, and I think kids are dying. <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. You didn't go to cancer kids, did you? I don't know what I told him yesterday. I was like, I just started throwing <laughs> oh, stuff out. He's like, I was like, dude, I was like, I was asked to do this charity thing. I was like, it's tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, now, don't, don't get me wrong. I was like, I can show up late. I was like, but if I wanted to get there on time, I'd have to leave early. And he was like, what is this? And I was like, well, it's for charity. And he was <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? I was like, it's a golf outing. And he's like, no. He's like, and I was like, what? He's like, no, seriously. He's like, dude, he's like, if you need to, he's like, pull up early. He's like, so okay. that's what we're going to do. We're going to okay. talk to Jeremy and, uh, and and the Vanilla Gorilla, the fastest interview you've ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> Stansberry's running out the door. We'll do that at 9 o'clock, but then, yeah, we are going to pull up a little bit early because uh, I, I, I want to come through for Scott because, uh, you know, this is probably going too far into this, but Scott does not get um, compensated to to join the show every Monday at 8. He is not compensated whatsoever to do that. He just does it. And so he asked for a li- not even a favor, but he asked me to do this and I was like, "You know what? Yeah, I probably should do that for him." Yeah, I would say most weekly guests probably have some sort of compensation there and or at you least know trade or, right or yeah. some sort of something there. Scott just does it because he wants to be on the show and that's right. greatly appreciated. So anytime we can help him out, obviously we yeah, will. Yeah, help the guy out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. and uh yeah, yeah, he's always uh, he's always been very 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 supportive of uh of, of my career and, and and, and that stuff, and so you know, we we try to return in kind. But yeah, I'm all I'm all golfed up. 
Yeah, you I got the khaki shorts on, the red. Uh, now, is the game shirt. ready? Because I saw you posting about it yesterday from social media. Are you ready to go out there and play on a fancy course with fancy people? Or are you going to go in there just just least agony? 89% ready. Okay. Like, I hit every club in the bag well yesterday except for the driver. Oh. Couldn't hit it. Can't hit it. That's got to be frustrating to yeah. the driver in particular because that's the first one out of the gate. Like yep. that's how you're setting the tone, hole one, yep. stepping up to the stepping up to the tee, and dude, you're dinging it twenty feet down the fairway. That thing's four hundred dollars. I almost snapped it over my knee yesterday. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Dude, I, I paid four hundred for it like not that long ago, and I almost snapped it over my knee yesterday. What's happening? I just I, I don't know if it's something in the stance or the address or like the I don't know. But like I so I went back and I was like. Did I screw everything up? And I pulled the eight iron, perfect. And I'm like, I can hit wedges, perfect. Six iron, perfect. Everything perfect. This one club, the club you need, like, because you shorten everything up in half. I like, dude, because I hit like, like a nine iron pitching wedge and sandwich. I hit really well. So if I can hit it, if I can turn holes into driver wedge, like, dude, I can score. You're fine. You're good. Yeah, I can score for sure. But it's like, if you, I can't, I, dude, I can, I hit a ball 20 feet yesterday. I can't, I don't know what it is. And it's totally mental. Oh, dude, I'm worried right now. I'm not going to lie. No, because here, I got a plan. No, I got a plan. <laughs> tell me the plan. No, the plan to not is. not get arrested in Chardon. No, tell yeah, me, no, because that's, that's just plan. it. Tell the plan is, the plan. dude, where if you can't do it, abandon it. Okay. Don't try to force it. Okay. So, dude, if it comes down to it and it's that big of a problem, put the head cover back on it, slide it back in the bag, and just pull the foreign, hit tee shots with your foreign. I can hit a foreign in like 220. Okay. So, like, if I have to do that, I, I got to do it. You know what I mean? If that's what has to happen, that's what has to happen. I just don't. I just do not want. No, I can't lose my ish. I do, I do not want. I that can't. To happen. No, because I I only know Scott a little. Right. I mean, like we know him, but like it's I only on know the phone him a little once a week. Yeah. No, I've I've hung out with the guy like three times personally. Outside of that, not very much. I don't know anybody else that's going to be there. You know what I mean? And uh, I've never played the course before. Would like to go back. Don't want to get in trouble. Uh, I looked at an aerial shot of it, and it looks like there's absolutely no homes on it. It looks like it's actually completely removed. Wow. That's and a fancy so, golf course, uh, right? Yeah, they're better like that because okay. then you're just kind of like, there, there's less distraction. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking uh, I'm looking forward to that. But we will talk to Munch. We do have incarceration tickets. We have gift cards for uh, Raising Canes. And again, this afternoon, Phantom will be at Raising Canes in Kent, 1801 East Main Street. We'll get you hooked up with that gift card at 830 on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 730. We'll pass out those incarceration tickets. That show July 13th through the 15th. Mansfield Reformatory. We'll get you in at 730. Uh, before the break, Phantom was busting my balls, making fun of me. I showed up to work in course gear. I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to play golf today. And he, I don't know why you think golf clothing is so funny. I just I, think it's fancy. Is it is it because normally I'm in like an Iron Maiden T-shirt, like a clutch hoodie, and like a pair of jeans, and like a, a backwards hat? And now all of a sudden you see me in like golf gear, and I look different. Everything's all color coordinated. Yeah, stands very. I'm telling you, you, just got your fancy duds on today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually do have nice golf clothes. Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, of course, not a suit to be found. But Dude, uh, I uh, I'm worried about you today. It's gonna be hot out there. Yeah, 90. I, uh, something like that. Like 90 plus. Uh, don't worry, buddy. The gold bond, it's in the golf bag. Okay. We're ready to go. I, I, I was going to apply it this morning, uh, freshly out of the shower. I was like, nah, 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 too early. 
So, like, we'll, we'll get the boys sprayed down in the bathroom here before I go. I mean, I know it's, you know, Chardon and it's going to be fancy, but I don't assume they're going to have, like, you know, servants, is, like, waving you down with flags it, or anything. Is Chardon so. fancy to you? Chardon pretty fancy, right? I mean, you, this, this golf course sounds fancy. The it golf sounds, course sounds fancy. Yeah. I don't think Chardon's all that fancy. Okay. All right. Well, I just figured. The, I don't know. I figured the golf course was, was yeah, the dictate, you know. Yeah, if there's not houses around it, it's a pretty nice golf course. Yeah, it's going to be nice. I would imagine it's going to be pretty nice. But I uh, we have posted a photo so you can make fun of me as well. Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. It's also up at my Instagram, which is Dan.Stansberry. That's how you find that. Because somebody hijacked my other one. I can't figure out how to get it back, so I had to create a new one. Dan.Stansberry is the Instagram. That's how you find that. But yeah, you can see it online. I'm all fancied up, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't think so, but I see me like this on. all the time. I see me like this like four times a week. I guess, yeah, you don't. So I saw this story out of Warren, Michigan, and I don't know what to make of it. And I think... We, as people, are expecting more and more and more out of our public officials. Now, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Because I think there was a long time in this country where public officials were skating by because you didn't know anything. And that wasn't your fault. It's not that you're dumb. I'm just saying you weren't hearing about things. Like, I demonize social media a lot. But if it can expose things that shouldn't be going down, especially with public officials, I'm all for that, right? Yeah. But I do believe that it's moving us. I can definitely tell you this, that the expectations of, of the audience has changed for me because of social media, and they expect you to interact with them much more, and like the expectation of you being approachable and all that has definitely changed. So I would imagine that this has changed for other you know, public eye jobs as well. But this mayor of Warren, Michigan says, look, you don't get every piece of me. He says he's available 24-7 except when he's jogging. I guess what had happened was is like a woman saw him jogging the other day. Okay. And then she complained because he didn't stop to speak to her. She like like had a concern or something and he like he was jogging down the road mm. and like he she wanted him to stop and like have a few minutes with her, right? And he says, "Look, I'm normally listening to the radio, thanks for that, or taking calls on his mobile phone while he's he's exercising." He says, "I'm available 24/7 but not when I'm jogging." Uh, he says the residents now believe that he is obligated to stop and speak with them. Um, and I'm, I'm torn here. I'm torn because you nobody made you be mayor. No. You sought that out. Yes. You had to know that when you sought that job out and then got that job, that people were going to voice their concerns to you because the buck stops with you. Right. Right? But on the other hand, I'm a human being, too. And I do believe that a guy should be able to take a 30-minute jog and not have it be part of it, you know what I mean, not have you be part of his day. Yeah, this is complicated, and we both kind of, you know, neither one of us are the mayor, but, like, we both have a job that we willingly put ourselves into that takes away some of our privacy. So I, I see both sides of the coin 100%. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know where who I don't know who's right. Now, when you go out into public, you have no... You can be photographed. You can be, you know what I'm saying? You have no reason. No privacy. No, no expectation of privacy, right. but you also don't have an obligation to stop and talk to this woman. I mean, if this woman came to your house and was knocking on the, and the mayor mansion door, you don't have to let her in. You don't have to, you don't, you legally, you don't, you, you know, you don't, That's true. you don't have to do that. So she can't stop your car and wave you down. So the fact that like, you're out in public. I don't know, man. I it's don't. tough, right? That's why. That's why I wanted to talk to you about it because I don't know because I. This is how I view our job, right? Now we're not the mayor, but we are noticeable, and I view my job like this, especially when I'm in Canton. If I walk out my front door, I'm at work, because that's the way it works. 
It's just the, like now again, I could spend all day today, Friday, going out, and nobody knows. Nobody will say anything, right? But then you can go every day for three weeks where you get stopped everywhere you go. It's just part of the gig. I can't go out of my house, have somebody want to talk to me for a few minutes, and have me get annoyed. Yeah, I mean I can, and and sometimes I am. But what I'm saying is I won't let you know that. But, it's not your fault. But, I mean, like, if they start impeding what you're doing, you're not going to stand there and just allow that to happen. Like, No, I would not do that. No, if you're at the grocery store and, you know, somebody comes up and says, hey, man, listen to the show all the time. Dude, that's awesome. You're going to be like, okay, cool, man. Thanks. But then as you continue to go over to the deli section, this guy continues to follow you and walk around the grocery store with you. Obviously, that's going to be an issue there. You know, so I can't. I can't I can't fault this dude for saying like yo I'm in the middle of something here this is not the time because Well you- I think it was even less than that I think he just kind of like blew by her cuz he was jogging and she was like I but so it is the public official obligated to speak to anybody at any time if they're out in public yeah, I mean, they obviously have a right to privacy within their own home, but I, I mean, but if you're eating dinner with your family as as the mayor and you're in a restaurant, somebody just can't come sit down with you. This is great. I'm glad you went there. I didn't think about it, but as you're saying that, this is what's different, is that I am willing to bet if you polled most people, they would say, yeah, you can't poke the guy at dinner, but if he's jog- you're not going to view jogging as the same kind of thing. I think people. I think most people would be like, dude, you're just jogging. What's the big deal? Stop, take two minutes, and then next thing you know, you're jogging down the street again. I would say it'd probably be easier to have the conversation over dinner than jogging. Like, oh, really? I'm jogging. Well, I'm, dude, I'm in the middle of a physical activity. If I stop for two minutes, that's impeding my progress. That's stopping my momentum. That's that's cutting back on my time where it's like dinner. Well, dude, you're sitting here. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm jogging, I'm out of breath. I'm not thinking about that thing in the moment. Like, I'm, I'm focused on physical fitness. Uh, I don't know, dude. I it's don't. tough. Because, again, I, I know I keep relating it back to us, which really isn't fair because our job is like one of those things where it's like we should stop and talk to everybody. Anybody that listens, like we, you know what I mean? Where the mayor, it's like, again, I know what you're thinking. He's a public official. He works for her technically, and my tax dollars pay salaries. But at the end of the day, we do want rested officials, right? Because, dude, restorative things are good for the brain. I mean, I I don't necessarily buy into the, um, he works for her technically, but he represents her. And that's, that's, that's where you get into something where you and I, we entertain, we we entertain people. We don't, we don't represent you in a, in a, in a judicial or in a, in a government sense, sense there. No, that's very, very different. Yeah. Like you are, you are my elected representative. Like I should have some sort of a, a word with you. I should be able to. Dude, I got to tell you, I expected you to be on the side of, no, you're a representative of the community. You stop and you talk to your constituents. I really expected you to be that guy. Within reason, I am. I, I don't think you can. I, I nothing. No, I, I would think that'd be ridiculous if you're not talking to the public. Yes, I think, but I, yes. you're in the middle of something. I, I don't think it's a 24-7. You must always be there. You must always be accessible. No, I think it's all right for a guy to want to take a jog and have that just be part of his day. And he just wants to take a jog and take a minute, you know, a break from your work. I I don't care what your work is. Everybody needs a little break from it. And I'm perfectly okay if a mayor takes it. So long as he has a phone number set up that his constituents can call at any time and leave a message, an email account set up where people can reach him and he's taking care of those things and doing, you know, like I said, within reason, enough to be accessible. Dude, you can't expect somebody to to drop what they're doing at any minute of any given day. Yeah, I can live with that. I can absolutely live with that. Um, Get ready for not gay pride. Stray Pride. Okay. Yeah, that's that's happening. Stray Pride. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. And Fantone, I'll have you know, yeah, as you want to be a smartass, want to yeah. bust my balls about the fact that I showed up in my golf gear today, yeah. I'll have you know that we posted the photo, facebook.com slash Sandsbury Show, also at dan.sandsbury on Instagram. Kelly says, I could show up wearing a burlap sack and still look amazing. Oh my gosh. That my haters are always going to hate. Haters gonna hate. That's hate, what she hate, says. Hate, yeah, hate, Kelly hate. says okay. I could wear a burlap sack and I'd look amazing. Okay. Haters gonna hate. All right, Kelly. And uh, I think it was, is it? Yeah, Tommy says, I don't care about the golf gear. I expect Fantone to show up in wrestling gear. <laughs> so, dude, I gotta ask you, what is the? Because you're it's, for those of you that don't know, Fantone is like legitimately wrestling. This will happen July twentieth at Buzzbin. Professional wrestling. Professional wrestling. You think professional is, is a word you should use more than legitimate? Well, you said legitimate. I'm not. I'm saying. I'm, I just want to make it clear that I'm not going Olympic style wrestling. All you know. Right. I mean? Okay. Like, All right. I don't, want, I, I don't want people thinking. You I know, wasn't sure what we were arguing there. Okay. So, like, what is the uh, what's what's the in ring attire? I don't know, dude. I think it should be like you know old school brief Briefs? arm flares like the like the warrior. warrior. You go the warrior. Ultimate warrior or, style. More rare. I think the king was it King Kong Bundy with the one strap over the one shoulder, okay, and like the like the onesie with the thing. I think okay. that might be the way to go. That might not be a terrible look on me. Oh wait, it'd be an absolutely awful look on me. Um, are you gonna I, stuff? I I don't I don't I don't think I'm gonna go briefs. I don't. I think I'm gonna do more like I don't know like jorts. Hey, yeah, I was gonna say probably more Cena esque there. Stone really? Cold Steve Austin there. A lot feel, of dudes, a lot of dudes. I feel like you got a better shot of having a pair of colored like briefs in your house than you do jorts, right? I, I do not have any jorts, but I do have a pair of scissors and plenty of pair of jeans right there. So I don't know, man. I really am going to have to start coming up with a plan for that. Uh, but the good news is, is I can start concentrating on that as I've got Team Fantone uh, all figured out. I've got Are we my ready other, for this? I got my other two tag team partners. You want to hold on a while? You want to do it now? Will you tell me? Nah, you let's tell hold me. on a while. All right, we'll hold on a while to it. But uh, later this morning, I'll be announcing the uh, the other two members of Team Fantone for July twentieth. All right, eight a.m. We'll announce that. All right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm. I guess I'm just willing to entertain <laughs> the people who do want to hear it. I'm not excited, but I'm sure somebody is. So I, uh, I saw this story. This was yesterday. We actually just didn't have chance to get to it, but a, uh, a, a woman in Florida is all upset. I guess we can make this the Florida files if you want. She went out to a uh, a vegan cafe, all right, in Cocoa, Florida, and. A waitress had a tank top on, and on the back of it, it had a cat, pretty large cat on it, and it's basically a silhouette, and inside of it, it's colored as a rainbow. Okay. Right? And the shirt says, Stray Pride. Okay? So, okay. So a little cat love, a little gay love there. Okay. A little, little Stray Pride. All right. So, of course, the consumer, who's in a vegan cafe, by the way, says... This is gay propaganda. In a Facebook post, uh, she obviously gave a scathing review of the cafe. She, uh, the review slams the staff as heterophobic bigots. Um, she disputes the owner's explanation about the shirt's pro-strays message and urges my heterosexual vegans to stay away. How many heterosexual vegans are there? Was there like 30 of you? I mean, dude, I'm pretty sure we could take a raise of hands. I, I, 
I, I mean, I guess I understand that, you know, not necessarily everyone who is going to live an alternative lifestyle like veganism is going to necessarily approve of all other things that go along with that. Of like, just because I'm a vegan doesn't mean I approve of gay people. Sure. I guess. This is Caitlyn Jenner, right? I remember I remember saying, oh, everybody wants me to be all super nice and inclusive to Caitlyn Jenner, even though she's got awful, awful, awful ideas on gay marriage. But like... I, I mean, you can't. This can't have been the first time that going into a vegan cafe that this woman has run across things like this. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so you don't. No. So you don't approve of it. You aren't necessarily the stereotype that we're all like making right now. But this can't be the first time. Now, here's what makes this even interesting, even more interesting. She's claiming the shirt said "Gay Pride," even though it actually says "Stray Pride." She says here, "I just didn't sit here and type an outrage for nothing." She goes, I saw the rainbow flag and it said gay pride. I'm not blind. This is somebody who misread his shirt so much so. I mean, dude, like there's even more letters in stray than there is in gay. There's a couple of things here. There's, I mean, different letters. Like it, it this yeah. is, it, had, <laughs> right? Had you just looked at it a little, I was like, basic reading am I right about this? But yeah, like, basic at, reading. If you just looked at it, just another minute, but what happened was, but that's what you, she was unable to do it. She saw the rainbow and went, oh my God, everybody's just trying to shove this gay thing in my face and just got mad. Well, isn't, I mean, I, I, I think it's safe to say that that, what, that woman was wearing that shirt to promote like homosexuality, correct? I mean, the rainbow, I think, is synonymous with gayness right now. Yeah, right? I mean that's. I mean that's been that way since the '80s. The owners like saying like it's it, it's about uh, you know taking in strays, but the person who's mad about it says that she doesn't buy it. She's not buying this. And really, my overall point is, I don't know when Americans lost this ability. When did you lose the ability? To be able to sit someplace quietly for 10 minutes and have something not be your favorite and not be a whiny little bitch about it. When did we lose that? Was Is it just is it as simple as we put a keyboard in your pocket so you're going to use it? Is, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe that's what it yeah. is. I don't know. But all I know is that there used to be we used to have this thing. It was called resolve. Right. And we used to have that. And you could sit somewhere and be like, yeah, I don't love that. And you would judge something maybe even, but you do it quietly. I don't understand why or how. How did we lose the ability to be annoyed quietly? Why can't, why did, fine, you be annoyed. Why do the rest of us have to be annoyed with you? It's because the complaints you made went no further than your dining room table. And now they right. go It was everywhere. just the people at the table with you who would eye roll you and be like, oh my God, here Tim goes again. He's always up on his hill about this. Or probably agreed with you because they're sitting or at so. your dinner table. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's like at that point you were just, you know, preaching to the converted and you didn't, you didn't, we didn't hear it. We didn't have a, 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 a you know, a, a medium to it and now all of a sudden dude it's just everybody puts everything out there and like I, 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 I mean like I said dude this can't be the first time that going into a vegan or health food or something like that that you saw something homosexual dude, just it, it, that's that's asinine I, I, I'm not even trying to be funny here I'm not joking here but if I see gluten free on like a restaurant window if I walk in there and I see a rainbow on a billboard I'm not going to be shocked by that because these things kind of go hand in hand these days. So again, if you're in a vegan cafe, I don't understand why. Dude, how long is it going to take you to eat an omelet or whatever the hell it is you got there that you're probably not supposed to have? Like, whatever the hell. Like, dude, why can't you just take the 10 minutes, eat it, and be like, all right, I don't love that, but whatever. I mean, at least if this was a barbecue joint in the South, at least you could see some sort of... Maybe I wasn't I ready ex- for that. I didn't expect 
practice. And God, if you are not ready for a shirt that has a rainbow cat on it that says Stray Pride, you gotta you gotta reevaluate what's going on in your life. But at least I can understand how you 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 have an argument there. But dude, this is idiotic. Vegan Cafe in Cocoa, Florida. You had to. I mean, not that you had to expect something, but you can't be shocked by the fact that you saw that in there. By going out into public, regardless whether you're going to the vegan cafe, the barbecue place, wherever you're going, this what you think people are gonna be like gay? They're gonna be gay there, dude. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. They're, they're they're allowed to be out and yeah. amongst us. <laughs> like, yeah, in no, the world. They're, they're allowed. <laughs> Shh, they got loose, man. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. Munch on sports next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here letting you know about Fight Fest. It all goes down June 30th at the legendary Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Fight Fest is brought to you by Honor Fighting Championship. That is America's fastest growing MMA brand. And if you've been to one of these events, you know why. They feature the hardest hitting action. They've got This report is brought to you by Uma Office. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. We do it every single Friday, 7 o'clock. We talk to my good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. I actually did that yesterday. So I actually listened to my man Munch yesterday. Munch, I am, uh, I'm excited to talk to you. A lot going on in the sports world. And one of the things we heard yesterday from uh, Screaming A. Smith is that apparently uh, LeBron James had texted, this is all rumor, had texted Kevin Durant. And uh, Stephen A. Smith is being told that that was about, hey, Durant, leave Golden State. Come with me. Let's go be Lakers. Do you think there's any truth in that whatsoever? Well, number one, guys, remember this. And by the way, great Friday morning to you. Welcome to the glorious almighty weekend. Is that number one, Stephen A. Smith. His middle name A stands for something that I'm not allowed to say on the radio, okay? <laughs> okay. Number, number two, number two. He is the king of fabrication. If you remember, after the first year LeBron was here, he said that his sources tell him LeBron wants to go back to South Florida. When he was pressed on it, actually by management of that station, because LeBron was living and furious about that, and so were the Cavaliers, so was the NBA. He basically, his source was the old guy who saw the, the shelf stalker, who saw Bill Cowher, Shopping at the Marks Same in Northampton, okay? Wow. Or at Acme. Wow. You know, that kind of thing. So I take anything he says with a grain of salt. I think I told you before that in another radio life, he would come to our studios and use the state, use the yeah. uh, studios, and I had said to my bosses, may I fight him? And they said, then we'd have to fire you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was just going to drop him when he walked in the door. I, and, and I believe that. Uh, I got one left in me. I got a Slavic village, one left in me, okay? And that was a few years back. But you know, the first thing, then, when he walks in, he walks past me. And I'm walking to one studio, he's walking to another. I say, hey, man, good morning. First thing he looks at me, he goes, I need a cheeseburger and a Coke. And I said, and find wow. a waitress. That, you know, that, that was the kind of cat he is. Doesn't say good morning or anything. It's like, I'm not waiting on you. So I do take that with a grain of salt. Now, number two. What kind of terrorist has a happened. cheeseburger and a Coke for breakfast? What's that? What kind of terrorist has uh, a cheeseburger uh, and a Coke for breakfast? That's crazy. Yeah, well, you know, that was about 10 o'clock, but uh, I don't know what kind of schedule he keeps, you know. But the bottom line is is that if indeed this would have happened, LeBron knows what Durant is. Number one, he's a damn good player. He's he's the second-best player in the NBA after LeBron. Sure. And number two, take this. LeBron also knows that he's a parasite, a leech, (laughs) uh, anything you want to say that sucks off the life of others. Granted, he's talented, 
but he does not have enough confidence to hitch his own horse to his own wagon. You saw that when he left Oklahoma City. Something happened. LeBron might have said, you know what, man, you've done it before. Come with me. That kind of thing. Now, I also believe if it happens, and I'm not giving it a lot of credibility, he wasn't even talking about it happening this time around, you know, wait a year and then see where it goes from there. So, again, anything from Stephen A. Smith, guys, there's something called what you give us, what I give you. I've never in three decades plus said left if it's right or said up if it's down, that kind of thing. He's looking for reaction, and you know that. So, you know what? If it happened, it happened. I doubt it did. Okay, I, uh, as we're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports, I, um, I'm starting to change my opinion on this. And uh, I, Ooh, come uh, on, baby, hit me. Well, in the preseason, I was like, he's out. And then all season, I was like, he's out. And then the, the, the later we got in the year and then the finals and all this, I was like, all right, I don't know if it's this year, but I think there's another jersey in his rotation before the career's over has been my stance. But I and then as free agency was approaching, I'm like, nah, dude, he 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 he's bailing. He's gonna go. But I don't think the pieces are falling in place as easily as he thought they were going to. And I'm starting to wonder if this is true. If he's not a a couple of things here. One, that he's just gonna be like, you know what, next year will be easier, more people can move around, you know what, one more year in a Cavs jersey. Okay, and so the, and then we'll go after next year. Maybe that's why Magic said what Magic said the other day, which is like, dude, it's a two summer thing, meaning this summer and mm-hmm. next summer. So maybe Magic's like telling you, like, look, LeBron's going to be next year. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Or if maybe this is true, are other superstars looking around going, you know what? I don't want to play with LeBron. We're going into year 16, and when something goes right, he's the greatest, so it's because LeBron's the greatest. And when things don't go right, people don't throw it on LeBron. It's that he doesn't have enough help. And if I'm another player in the NBA, do I want to be the fall guy for when LeBron can't win another title? And I'm thinking, probably not. So is he maybe... Well, bro, you know what? Go ahead. Is he maybe having trouble getting stars to come play with him out of fear that they're going to be the ones holding the bag when, when it doesn't go well, not LeBron? I understand your theory. But if they have enough confidence, which I don't think Durant does, then they know that he they would not pull a $15 million a year guy, J.R. Smith, and not know what the score of the game is or how much time is left, okay? Yeah. Is that a Kawhi Leonard? Oh, come on. He's got enough confidence to know. In fact, until he went down, I had him as the second-best player in the league. There's enough of them. I'll tell you guys questioning, though, and I can guarantee you this, and I heard it when he was at Indy. Paul George does not want to be a leader. Paul George does not want to be vocal in the locker room or during practice. He just wants to go out and play. You might say, well, that's not a bad thing. Oh, yeah, it is. When you're a superstar like he is or the potential, that is a bad thing because you've got to go out and lead people look up to you. He may be one of them. That Man, I'm not going to L.A. by myself because they'll, they'll pin the whole thing on me. And I want to say this, too. And Matt and Dan, I want your opinion on a couple things. First, number one, somebody said to me the other day, because I said, I would gladly have him say, I'm, you know, hey, I'm staying this year, and then we'll see what happens afterwards. And like LeBron has said in the past, so we'll see what happens next year. It's next year, people are saying, I don't want to go through that again, this again. You know what, guys? Guess what? I'm not going through anything. Got up today, went for a bike ride, walked the dog, get my first cup of coffee. The best part of my day after Montana, Ohio sports, three to six, is getting to be on with you guys. Are you going through anything right now no, with no, LeBron, no, quote-unquote, no, in the no, decision? No, 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 no. Fans are babies. 0-16 is yeah. going through something. 
Going to championship <laughs> series constantly, having the best player in the league and being able to enjoy that for a local franchise isn't going through anything. R- worried about him losing anything isn't going through it. If, if I'm going through anything, it's massive amounts of content surrounding the best player in the league. <laughs> right? I mean, Matt, that's Thank how you, you feel, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, at the end of the day, LeBron paid all of his debts to me in 2016. Done. And at this point, like, whatever Agreed. else happens, happens. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm going I'm to appreciate it, while it's, it. While, while it's in front of me. Um, I do want to look at it from the Cavaliers' perspective, though, as mm-hmm. this is obviously a tough spot to be in. Um, you've got so many different things happening within the NBA. And it's worth noting here, too. You look at the major moves that happened within the association like Last year, none of us were predicting those things in June. None of us knew what was going to happen over the course of the season. Yeah. And, you know, we, we can all sit here with our crystal balls right now and try to pretend like we know something. But, dude, well, we there's, there's, there's still a lot of things that are going to happen. Um, from the Cavaliers' perspective, though, um, what moves are you hearing that they're making to try to, surra- or try to <coughs> surround LeBron with talent? Okay, well, number one, the Kemba Walker deal was there draft day. The Kemba Walker deal is still there. That's a heck of a point guard to have out there. He led Connecticut to the national championship. You're saying, Munch, that was college. No, he was a catalyst of that team. Yeah, it was college. Come on. I know that. You know that. Number two thought it was going to happen before draft day. If LeBron had given overtures that he was staying for sure, good chance it would have happened. They're not sure they want it to happen if he's not going to stick around. But if that is on the table, it would cost you. The, uh, they're trying to give J.R. Smith there, and it would cost you the first-round draft change section. I have no problem with that in any way, shape, or form. I know for a fact, guys, this was even published, but this is true. This is Munch talking to the great people on listening to the Sansbury show, is that they have spoken about Kawhi Leonard. Just cut and dry. They've spoken about Kawhi Leonard. Here is something else, and, and, and there's been other teams that they have inquired into players. Uh, Gordon of uh, Orlando is out there that he can't be had. I feel so bad for Mo Bamba, the guy that Orlando drafted. But here's the thing. For these other deals, and guys, you know how much I care about Kevin Love. And the Cavaliers said that he was saying that he is being sought after by just about every team that wants a major deal. The Cavs are balking. I dig you, Kevin, but if it's going to get me a Kawhi Leonard, if it's going to get me another top dude, then I have to send you somewhere else because to get something, you got to give up something sometimes. Yeah, I could see that. I um, Let me ask you, Munch, would, would things be better right now if the Cavaliers had not been in a hurry to trade Kyrie Irving when they did it? Uh, bro, you know what? They Okay, number one, they could have sat on him and, mm-hmm. and, and got less because he was going to get – he, he was going to get the surgery, okay? And he'd be black. You know, when people are saying, oh, he's going to go get this and that, no. Nah. You know what? He's a blackmailer. He said, if you don't trade me, I am going to get that surgery. Going to miss most of the season anyway. Uh, you know, did he go into, you know, how effective would he have been in the finals? How would he have played there? Uh, no, you know what? He was a malcontent. How could you not trade him? To me, it shows something like, wow, look at this team. They're willing to bend over and kiss somebody with a shine because he's a great, great player. They had to move him. If the whole thing didn't happen, Danny, then, yeah, of course you're much, much better. But to me, and LeBron said he was going to try to patch it up. And Come on. You tell me, hey, man, we're buddies. This and that. Come over. No, I can't. I'm going to go get an operation. Think about that. I'd rather get an operation. Sounds like one of my girlfriends. You know what I mean? 
that come and spend time, go to the movies with you. Right, absolutely. No, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, be in a hospital bed. If the whole incident didn't happen, of course, makes you think, you know, was there anything else out there? Apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, you got some good young talent out of it now, but of course, nothing to match Kyrie. Yeah. Anybody who says that, it's not right. Yeah, I don't think they're right either. That's Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350. Munch, have a great weekend, buddy. Bro, you too. And real quick, Keith Dambrot's going to join me fairly early in the show. Oh, nice. Very few people are as, as close to LeBron as his former Akron coach, of course, now at Duquesne. Carlos Carrasco pitches tomorrow for the Rubber Ducks, too. He's got a rehab set. You guys are the greatest. Keep rocking us. Hey, you have a great weekend, buddy. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Guys are lining up for a surgery that we've only ever seen women get, and guys are lining up around the block to get this surgery. I'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. We're keeping a, a sharp eye on our hotline because there's a guy in California, and, and I have to give him credit. It's 4.30 in the morning for him right now. But uh, we got into a little bit of an argument yesterday on Twitter because Greg Norman supports the president. Greg Norman's a famous golfer, um, and he supports the president. Now, I disagree with Greg Norman on that, but this guy was like, well, of course. I mean, Tiger beat your ass the entire time on tour, so now you're racist. And I just pointed out, it's like, okay, well, dude, Greg Norman had moved over to the senior tour before Tiger's real dominance had started. He had won a couple of tournaments. But before, and the guy hit me back, he was like, he won, he played in 10 tournaments when Tiger was on tour. That's like, okay, well, all right. So yeah, if if we're going to nitpick it. But my point was, is I wanted the guy to come on the show. And he says I begged him. I just kept telling him because I was like, dude, you keep telling me you won't come on the show. And I think it's because you're afraid. I think it's because you're going to get pushed to show me the link between these things. You're not going to be able to do it. And then you're going to fall flat. So after about an hour of that, I was walking through the mall. I was bored yesterday. And we were just going back and forth. And, you know, he was insinuating that I'm alt-right and all all this. I don't know what alt-right is. I keep pushing people to give me a definition nobody ever can. And so now he's like on Twitter saying, hey, pick up your phone, spark. And he's calling me sparkle douche as if like, and again, that's Twitter right there. There it is. That sums up Twitter right there. Like if you don't do exactly what they want, if they don't feel like they're getting their way, we'll just go to this. I'll say sparkle douche. And then that means I win, right? I get all the stars, right? It's just so foolish. I searched high and low all night last night for Greg Norman links to racism. They're not there. The one thing that happened is Tiger's old caddy said something, and Greg was like, yeah, he's like, it probably wasn't the best thing the guy ever said, but I don't think he's a racist. That's as close as Greg Norman's ever come to talking about Tiger and race ever. Ever. As a matter of fact, Greg Norman said last month, Tiger will win again. So I don't know how that, I don't, I don't know how that's knocking Tiger and how he's so racist because he got beat. But again, the guy says, pick up your phone. Here I am talking about you. We got the phone open. I gave you the hotline yesterday. You could call in right now, Greg, if you want. Right now. I'm ready. That's what we thought. That's legitimately what we thought. And this is what I told the audience yesterday on Twitter. This is what would happen. 
you would tweet and say all this stuff, but when it came down to it, you know you don't have the argument, so where are you? Of course, nowhere to be found. That's fine. It turns out, Fantone, men are lining up around the block. To get a surgery, we've only ever heard of women wanting to get before. At least that's the way I've heard it. Maybe, okay. maybe I, I could be in the dark. But men are lining up around the block to get breast reduction surgery. Man boobs. In fact, Fantone estimated 30% of men experience man boobs in their lifetime. That's according to a 2014 study. Yeah, I mean, dude, as you get older, of course, there's probably going to be a little bit of like, dude, you're, I'm 70 years old here. There's going to be a little bit of loss of muscle in your chest. It's going to be know. the way that goes down. Sure. So over the past, let's do this. I think it's five. Yeah, past five years. There's been a significant rise in breast reduction surgery for men. Okay. Care to guess the percentage of that rise? I'm just going to have to guess it's significant in the sense of like... We're talking about it. A hundred percent plus? No, it's not quite that high. It is 30% breast reduction surgery for men has leaped in the last five years. I'm shocked by this. I'm not. I'm not, dude. I'm not at all. They say cosmetic surgery among men across the board is on the rise. An overall 30% increase from the number of men who got work done since the year 2000, so 18 years ago. They seemed, uh, Guys seem to be uh, interested in body, uh, like contouring procedures. Liposuction procedures have increased by 23%. Tummy tucks, which feels like a weird phrase to say, 12%. You're not surprised guys are getting breast reduction surgery? Not at all, dude. I mean, number one, more and more dudes are going to have boobs on them because everyone's getting fatter. So, like, they're... The fact that you have That's more funny. dudes more dudes with a rack is just going to lead to more of these surgeries. And I think that, like... Dudes with a rack, that sounds weird. Well, but they're out there. And, like... I know. I, I think there's just... A less of a stigma when it comes to plastic surgery now. So you take those two things, kind of combine them together there, and maybe that's what it. That's really what I think it is. I think you hit it right on the head. Is that I think the line of "What are you not a man?" has is starting to move, and men are honestly being forced via like social media and women these days to be a little less. Um, you know, masculine, and so like we're being told, like, no, you should do this, and you should whine and cry a little bit more, and you should do. It. So I think that line of what's masculine is moving. Well, and you have to remember too, this is something that we're talking about, which is emasculating. You know what I mean by having, dude? I'm telling you right now, dudes who have like a full rack on them, dudes who have legit man boobs, feel less about themselves. Oh, I, so so with that, those two things combined there, where it's like now this is a little bit more acceptable and you get to feel like more of a man because of it, of course it's going to be a rise in that. I can't deny that because it's one of the reasons that got me to like start the diet and start the gym routine back up again, which by the way, I've been so lazy this week. I have been so lazy with the gym this week. But um, that was one of the things that got me to back in there to do it is I kept seeing photos of myself and it wasn't necessarily my gut. It was the fact that you could see outlines of like boobs and I was like, oh my God, look at you. You look pathetic. Gut, I can still see it. Gut on a dude isn't nearly as bad as like gut on a woman. She feels like that's like, oh my gosh, where I'm being judged. Where dudes, it's like, hey, yeah, I'll drink a beer. A little bit of a belly right yeah, there. Beer belly. And that's okay, but dude, once you get once you get a set of knockers on you, dude, that all of a sudden you there is something emasculating about that. Oh, it's terrible. And in certain shirts it was way worse. As a matter of fact, like we just posted this photo of me today. Right. Facebook.com slash Stansbury show and I'm in my like one of my golf shirts and I can see it in there still and I hate it. Like I didn't want to put the picture up when I saw it. Is that like dry fit? Yeah. I, I feel like dry fit unless you're like really like 
In shape. In shape. It dry fit looks bad on people. I there's an action photo. I'll try to see if I can find it. But I played a couple of weeks ago with my friend Serene, and she took a photo of me teeing off, and I'm into my yellow golf shirt, and I look mammoth in it. Like where I was like, oh my god, dude, I lost all that weight, and I still look like that. And I think you're right. I think there's something yeah. about the fit of these that unless you are like washboard, right. you just look huge. Right. Would you get breast reduction surgery? Um, if I if dude, if I needed it, sure. If, if it was it one of those, if it was one of those situations where it's like, hey man, I've lost weight all over the rest of my body. All of a sudden, everything's kind of coming together here, and I just can't get these boobs off of me. Yeah, I would, I would, I would totally think about it. I I would want to. I could not bring myself to do that. If you're a veteran, we know of a job in Akron you're going to want. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We've been making fun of, I should I say we, it's been you guys in Fantone have been making fun of my outfit all day. Uh, you can see the photo, facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. It's also on my Instagram, dan.stansberry is how you find that. On the IG there, and uh, a guy wrote in. Uh, Dave wrote in and says, "Dude, looking at this photo quickly, I thought you got a second job at AutoZone. <laughs> Be a third job. Thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> yeah, no, the Agora's got a different uniform. It's got a different one. It's got a different one. But uh, yeah, that, that AutoZone thing was funny. I did enjoy that one. This restaurant in Akron is doing something awesome. Okay. Uh, Fred's Diner on Home Avenue." Is looking for employees, right? Actually looking for people to hire. And it says hiring kitchen help at $12.50 an hour, which I felt like was pretty good for for kitchen help. Now, I don't know what most kitchen people get paid, but in a a greasy spoon diner, that seems pretty good to me. Yeah, I mean, I think think nowadays, I think a lot of restaurant jobs have kind of, uh, especially kitchen jobs, have risen up a little bit. It's because there's a lot more competition, people trying to get those jobs. So $12.50, and that's a decent wage. I mean, that's, that's okay. So they're going above and beyond. All right. That even. Okay. If you're a veteran, you apply, you get the job, you get a dollar more. How about it's thirteen fifty an hour? Now I like this, okay, but there's a couple of things to consider. All right. Um, you want to pay veterans more money than you're paying somebody? Actually, I think you're gonna get yourself into a little bit of a situation down the road, but I do like the sentiment. But if you're the guy working next to him and you're scrambling eggs on the flat top the same way, aren't you like, wait a minute, what the hell? But it's one of those things, if you notice, you can't bitch about it, though. Otherwise, you come off as un-American and anti-troop. You're kind of like, you know what I mean? If you're the other chef in there, you're like, well, I can't say anything. Yeah, you're definitely backed into a corner there, I guess. But, like, I think a lot of employees get paid differently to do the same job on a pretty regular basis. So, like, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked to find out that, you know, this guy's making twelve fifty, this guy's making eleven seventy five, really? this guy's making thirteen twenty five. I wouldn't be shocked. To oh, find I out. didn't know that. Especially, especially like in restaurants, like where if you're working in the back of the house, um, and you get trained on more things, that's usually now that's that's something that's a, an advanced skill that you're getting trained on more things. But just because you know, if you're working fry side, the other dude's working broil, you guys aren't necessarily going to be making the same amount. Oh. And the next dude that comes in working night shift fry side, he might be getting paid different than you anyway. Okay, see, I didn't realize this i figured in like a restaurant like a little higher end that yes chef makes more money sous chef makes a little less line you know line cooks make a little bit less than that i didn't realize that if you're back there in a diner that everybody's kind of like all hands on deck in it like there, there would be different pay 
I, scale. I, I didn't know that. I don't think that's necessarily uncommon, and I don't even think that it's necessarily like unfair in the sense of veterans obviously have had different training, they have had a different experience in life, and there's value to what they've gone through. So, like, I I think not only is that like yeah, certainly your prerogative as a, as a business, but like it makes sense to me of like, all right, you have you have you have exhibited more than any other candidate or or through through what you've done in your life you have exhibited discipline you've exhibited the ability to be on time you know by being involved in the military you get all those things you problem Regiment solving is right. part of your life yeah right so it's yeah. not it's not just like hey man i like you better you know i like you better than the other guy it's you have a skill set that i have been proven that other guys aren't able to bring to me this is one of those things our country does a little bit backwards like you sh- I feel like companies should be tripping over themselves to hire a veteran. Yeah. And so much so, like you hear this all the time. I couldn't get that job because I'm not bilingual. Or I couldn't get that job because of this. Or I couldn't get that job because you know they're looking for this person. That should be something I hear. That should be something I hear a lot. Well, you know, I applied for that job, but dude, I'm not a veteran, and they just like, dude, they choose that first. Like we should, I should be hearing that more versus like I couldn't get that job because I don't speak multiple languages. Is it? I would imagine a lot of veterans are bilingual. To be honest with you, right? I mean, I, I, I like I said, I think that you have a you have proven yourself to be capable of of things that other people necessarily haven't. Um, I, I preferential treatment. I guess I really don't have a problem with and and, and this concept of. Of special treatment for veterans, there was special behavior used to earn that. You know what I mean? This isn't just like, hey, we're going to give you a leg up just because we like you. It's like you guys serve the country and women too, but you have you have earned this. It's not like we're just giving this to you. I think that we've talked about this in the past, where I don't necessarily like Memorial Day sales and stuff like that. But if those were you know extended exclusively to veterans and their families, or something like, dude, if you have a veterans card. You don't have to pay sales tax in America or something like that. Like, I could 100% get behind that. I'd be okay with it. Well, I'll tell you what that does is that is an incentive for people to continue to join the join military. The military. Yeah, like that would definitely do it. I'm talking on everything too. Like you buy a car, you don't have to pay sales, you don't have to pay sales tax wow. on this. You buy a house, you don't have, like that there's an incentive and there's something of value that we can give these people that they've earned that they deserve. What this country would do is cap it at 25,000 or 30,000 mm-hmm. purchase, mm-hmm. but even that it's huge. You can buy you can buy you can come you can come home you can buy your first car you can buy your groceries you can buy all these things without sales tax and dude I know it's not a huge amount of money but it's something uh, over every purchase of your right? life right. yeah it is that's right. a huge amount of money I mean what is the sales tax here in Ohio is it 7%? seven percent yeah it's like seven like percent or something like that if you're saving seven percent on everything you do for the rest of your life I think that's fair what's in your wallet the rest of my money because <laughs> I'm not yeah that that's fantastic what a good idea that is I'm being asked is that the starting wage of this yes they're they're hiring kitchen help Fred's diner in Akron it starts at 1250 an hour if you're a veteran they'll give you 1350 now it might be the criteria is that you've had to have worked in kitchens before or something like that but dude I good great start Starting wage thirteen fifty, give it to those guys, man. That's I mean, it just when I read it, even twelve, it just sounded high to me. But I guess maybe I'm just out of touch of what people get paid to do things. Like I, I that just sounded a little high, but that's encouraging. And yeah, if you're if you're a veteran, Fred's Diner, Akron, looking to pay you thirteen fifty an hour to start. But my guess is Fantone is right. You probably do need some previous kitchen experience. I would imagine that's the way it's going to go. If you think about ordering food in your house, you're going to want to think twice before you do it again. I'll give you that next on Rock One Hundred Six Nine. 
boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have those incarceration tickets. We'll pass those oh, out yeah. here momentarily. Coming up on uh, July the 20th, Fantone's going to take part of uh, Ohio Championship Wrestling's event at Buzzbin. And you are actually going to wrestle Juice Jennings. And I guess this is like, what, this is like a tag team thing? Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a six-man tag team match. Um, you know, if you guys don't follow along with Ohio Championship Wrestling, you should be. I don't know what the hell you're doing. They just started a new web series today. Uh, you can all check it out at ocwrestling.net. Um, but me and Juice Jennings, we've been beefing for a long time. Ever since I came into Ohio Championship Wrestling, He has uh, he's had a problem with me. And after being uh, viciously assaulted, a three-on-one beatdown, dude, a three-on-one beatdown. I'm not even a pro wrestler. How am I supposed to take that? Uh, I have decided to step into the square. Lisa circle. Ann's done it 20 years. Has never <laughs> bitched once. You coward. So after after that, I, I want uh, you more like Lisa Ann. I decided. I decided that it was time for me to step into the squared circle. Um, this past week, I have been training with Ohio Championship Wrestling School. It's called Spinebuster University. If you've ever thought about... University makes it art, really. That's, <laughs> it really does, that's, that's the part that makes it art. It does. It's legit that way. Um, if you've ever thought about becoming a pro wrestler, man, it is a, uh, it's a great, great, great way school. Way to always live at your... <laughs> Well, hey, dude, hey, you, you know, you got to sacrifice for your dreams sometimes. No, that's true. I mean, honestly, like, I joke all the time. But, dude, if you want to do something like that, you should do it. Spinebuster University, um, they are always taking new students, always uh, always ready to start a new class. Um, so I've been training there, dude, and it's been legit tough. I mean, I know we're kind of joking around about this right now. Yeah. But it's a lot more physically demanding than you think. Like, you're bruised up and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, man, bruised up. My neck's still really stiff. Um, But really what it comes down to is just kind of like, do you have the desire to do it? And I even said after the first training session, my girlfriend has been nervous about this for so long. She's so concerned. She's like, you're going to get hurt. You know, this is all going to fall apart, dude. You're going to you're going to break an ankle or something. And she's like, or you're going to love it and you're going to want to be a pro wrestler. Like, that's all you're going to want to do now. You're going to quit your job. You're going to do you're going to chase this down. And I'm dude, I'm not tough enough. I just know I'm not tough enough, but I am tough enough to kick Juice Jennings ass. OK, one match only. I'm happy. I thought we were going to have to tell you that. I thought I thought like me and the 20 million were going to have to sit you down and be like, bro, let's talk, buddy. Bro. Let's let's talk about some things. No, dude. I mean, it's a it is. It's tough. It's physically exhausting. Sure. I talked about it yesterday. It's so much less marathon than I thought and so much more. More sprint sprinting it is just constant sprinting because like you know you go in there and you think well dude it's a minute that you know of, of, of moves you're doing in, in you know in that training and I just so many times I'm gassed I'm just well <sighs> what I find interesting and what I've always found interesting about that is that there's no rounds like no, once there's it no starts, break in there. Yeah, once it starts, it starts. There's, like a, there's no break. Yeah, you're not taking a break in between rounds like boxing and UFC and that kind of thing. So you're right. It's like that, that's going to be tough. So with all this being said, you know, I was challenged into a six-man tag team match at Buzzbin on July 20th. It's going to be Juice Jennings and Counter-Strike. Um, you know, it's his goon squad right there. And I've had to do some serious consideration of who's going to be on Team Fantone. And I've had a bunch, and I mean a bunch, of great recommendations from the audience. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are like, dude, you should get The Rock! And I was like, well, I reached out to him, and you know what? <laughs> he just didn't respond to me on Twitter. Turns out Jumanji 2 <laughs> is taking up a lot of The Rock's time. Uh, other recommendations that I got, uh, Posse from the Canton Charge. I think that would be an awesome, would an have been awesome a good tag one. team partner. Would have been uh, a good one. Friend of the program, Officer Lamar Sharp. Was uh, was somebody else that was thrown into the equation? And I thought, dude, Mark Munch Bishop. 
That's a guy you want in your corner, right? I would make Munch my Jimmy Hart. 53rd ham, brother! Exactly right. Wait for another one, brother! Talking about a guy that, well, probably doesn't need a bullhorn. <laughs> no, but he like, does not. I, dude, actually, I've seen Munch with a bullhorn. I've actually seen that. <laughs> I actually saw that at West Sixth Street once. Yeah, that's uh, that's something to be seen. So I, uh, you know, I've taken I've taken a lot of a lot of recommendations. Munch would have been a good one. I've I've done a lot of thinking about it, and I finally decided on Team Fantone. You know, obviously, I'll be uh, I'll be holding the captain's position, and the two guys that I'm going to have in my corner, both former Ohio Championship Wrestling heavyweight champions, uh, first and foremost, coming out of Columbus, Ohio, Dark Star Matt Taylor. He's okay. going to be one of my tag team partners, and number right. two, the pride of Canal Fulton, dude. The pride of Canal Fulton. No shame, Jimmy Shane, Juice Jennings, former best friend, dude. I figure there's nobody better to have on my team than the dude who came up with Juice Jennings in the independent wrestling scene, has battled the dude countless times. Knows all the tricks. Knows all the tricks of the trade right there, baby. Knows them all. So, uh, Dark Star Matt Taylor, No Shame Jimmy Shane, and the tall guy Matt Fantone, a tag team that cannot be stopped. July 20th, it's all going down to Busman. I'm telling you guys, tickets are going to sell out. OCWrestling.net. Get yours if you want to be there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> couple of notes. Okay. Couple, right. couple of notes. Right. First, Canal Fulton, <laughs> let's raise the bar on what it means to be the pride of your city. Let's, let's, uh, let's raise. I've been to Canal Fulton. It seems like a pretty nice area. Let's raise the bar on that. I don't feel like Jimmy Shane should be your claim to fame. I'm not from Canal Fulton, but if you want to adopt me, I'll be happy to be the pride of Canal Fulton for you. So uh, I'm being asked when this is. People want to see you get body slammed. Uh, I'm hearing Brenta was like, dude, I want to see Fantone get body slammed. Well, you can. It will be July 20th. It will be at Buzzbin. Uh, are tickets available yet? Are they on sale? What are we doing OCWrestling.net. You can grab your tickets there, or you can go visit Buzzbin. I believe they have physical copies as well. I mean, they're not opening up until noon for Macho Nacho to have lunch there. Um, but, yeah, tickets are on sale. Uh, we're going to have Jeremy, the owner and proprietor of Ohio Championship Wrestling, in at 9 o'clock, and I'm sure we'll be able to square away some uh, giveaways there. There we go. So Phantom will get body slammed. Juice Jennings is going to get body slammed, son. Juice Jennings, I'm coming for you, baby. Dude, th- that video, and again, we posted it at Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. You can scroll through the timeline and find it where they beat Fantone down. It's so funny because everybody's <laughs> commenting as Juice Jennings walking up the stairs. It's like, dude, did he take that bout towel out of his mom's house? It's just like, it just was like a multicolored like, beach towel he has like, slung around his neck as he's like trying to walk it up the steps to put the boots to Fantone. It's pretty funny. Dude, my mom's coming in town that day. Oh, yeah. The 20th. My buddy's getting married that night. Like, that afternoon. And I'm going to be in bus bin. (laughs) (laughs) Hammer drunk, avoiding both those other things, just rooting for you to get your, like, eyes squished out of your head. Yeah, the Fantone family is already committed. They're going to be there, mom and pops. (laughs) (laughs) Never once thought that, 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 that your mom would be in attendance when you did something. Uh... So we have name submissions for you. Okay. Matt the Tower Fantone. Okay. Because you're tall there. Yeah, that Matt works. Matt the Tower. I, uh, I don't know what I'm going to go by. I don't know what I'm going to wear, and I don't know what I'm going to come out to. I don't know what my song is going to be. Yeah. I really got to start thinking about some of that. We got to work on the, the entry song. If you have submissions, dude, reach out to Stansberry. Reach out to myself, dude. I would, I, I'd love some ideas here. Well, listening to you talk every day, it should be, it's raining men, for Christ's sake. I have no idea what you're going to do. You get, you get Fantone all oiled up up under there. 
Oh, Jesus, dude. Like <laughs> It's going to be a lot of oil, too. I dude. was going to say, dude. Not he, gonna lie. He's just going to bring <laughs> lube from home and roll around in it. Ugh. Disgusting. July 20th. Watch Fantone get beat up by Juice Jennings. <laughs> I can't wait. That'll be a buzz bin. Uh, where, again, can I get tickets? OCWrestling.net. OCWrestling.net. There you go. Before you order food to your house ever again, you're going to want to hear what I'm going to tell you next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Another reminder, today, 2 to 4, catch Fantone at the newest Raising Canes. He'll be in Kent, 1801 East Main Street from 2 to 4 this afternoon. We have a $25 gift card. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. But again, 2 to 4 this afternoon. In Kent, Raising Canes. Phantom will be there. I like ordering food to my house. I find that to be convenient. So Grubhub and like, you know, uh, Uber Eats and all that stuff, I love, right? And, uh, and some restaurants just have delivery, and that's great. Right. But you're going to want to think twice before ordering something in either to your home or ordering something to somebody else's home as a favor to them uh, after you hear this. I already don't like it because it's so convenient. It's so easy. It's so much better than having to get in your car and go drive there. And, dude, it's just like, here's your five bucks, and we're on with our day. So Kayla, 23 years old, out of Iowa, said she ordered a sandwich and wanted it delivered freakishly fast. So she she, like called them and said, look, I want you to deliver food to my long-distance boyfriend. Right? Okay. Apparently, he had been stuttering, uh, studying sorry, for finals and had been up or whatever and all that and was like super hungry and all that. And so she was trying to be nice and be like, oh, you know what? You're working hard. I'm going to buy you dinner and I'm going to send it over there. How nice would that be, dude? You're just sitting there at your house and all of a sudden Jimmy John's is like, yo, dude, gargantuan right here for right. you, bro. That'd be great. That'd be great, right? So they dropped the food off. Well, before we get there, she had like called the boyfriend, texted the boy. He didn't, she didn't get an answer yet. Now, he had told her, look, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to take a nap or whatever. Okay. So she ordered the food or whatever. And she didn't hear back from him. She goes, ah, he must just still be sleeping or whatever. But the food will get there, and then he'll have something to eat, and everybody you know, will be happy. So the delivery driver gets there, drops the food off, and then contacted Kayla and said, we don't normally do this. But we think you would like to know that when we walked up to your boyfriend's door, we could see into the apartment and he was in his boxers with a naked woman on top of him and they were on the couch. So basically, delivery driver drops the dime on boyfriend, your boyfriend's cheating on you of the woman that called and ordered the food. I don't. No, I don't like that at all. I don't like it. There's a lot of things that can be going wrong here. There's a, there's just so many avenues of like, dude, how does this apply in other situations? You are far outside of your boundary of what your responsibility to the consumer is here. Yes, 100%. From a business aspect, if I found out my employee did that, you are fired. fired. You are fired. 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 Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. If I'm the boyfriend... I have a suit here, right? 
I think so. In America, I probably do. I, I I think so. Now, is it legitimate? I don't know. But could you maybe get paid to go away? Maybe. Maybe. I've seen people be, been paid to go away for less. I don't know. But like, if this happened to me, I'd be furious about that. At the very least, I'd be contacting an attorney about it, 100%. To find out what my options would be. Yes. At least I'm calling. Yes, yes because like... If this, you couldn't listen, and I'm by no stretch of the imagination trying to advocate for cheating on your partner. You should not do that. If you're doing that, be a, be an adult about it and break up with your partner. Like, Agreed. like there. And, and, but it's and, not illegal. And, and that, yeah, that's exactly the point is this isn't illegal. And even if it was illegal, I mean, what? Is every delivery person that smells weed coming out of somebody's house going to have to call the cops now? I, I don't like it, dude. I genuinely do not. If there's something. And I guess this is going to change from person to person because I'm like, if there's something immoral going on in there, like if you well, don't make it that I I would I would the line would be violence for me. Okay, all right. If there's consenting adults having sex, what business of that is yours? Exactly right. What business of that is yours? Now, if you're a delivery driver and you can see into the apartment and like in an adult like beating a child, maybe. Right? Yeah. If yeah. you walk up in a domestic violence issue, maybe call somebody. Maybe reach out. Maybe maybe tell somebody something. But even at that point, you're you're contacting police. You're not contacting the, the customer on point. the other end. You're not calling. You're not calling. You know, Jessica living three states away. I, I can't. I, I yeah. I'd be furious about that. Sub shop doubles down because the girl said, "Look, I'm going to have a breakup party," and so the sub shop responds via social media and says, "Kayla, we'd love to cater your breakup party. Let me know when and where. Please DM me your address." address and contact info and we'll make it happen. Now people don't care about privacy as much as they used to. I mean it's just the well, truth of it. They expect it less because you just have less of it. But uh, I mean if if you're somebody who values privacy, I would just be outraged about this. I uh, I think most people would tell you I value my privacy less than most people just because I I tell you everything. Right. But I don't want you reporting what's going on in my living room. Like, why would you, like, uh, first of all, how do you, how this driver know that they're not in an open relationship? They are long distance. Maybe he's allowed to do this. Maybe he's allowed to do whatever. Like, you, I'm guessing this was this girl. I think this girl might be hot. So let me, although they're, if they're in separate areas, you're not even near her. Right. But how, how do you know that's not his roommate? How do you know that that was him? What are you doing looking into the windows of the delivery That's place that you're going into? Too. You shouldn't be looking into those windows. You didn't know he lived alone. It could be his roommate with his girlfriend. You could, yeah. It could have been that. There's a million different ways for this to go wrong. And if I'm, dude, if I'm Jimmy John's, dude, you are fired. It just seems like an overstep of bounds for what your position is. Like legitimately, I, I don't, and I'm not looking to knock a delivery driver. We need those. I love you guys. I I love convenience. I'm a huge convenience person. But this is going way past what your job description is. Even if you're not a delivery person, you're just John Q. Public working at the bank. You're working at uh, the gas station. You're working in in your day-to-day life. And let's say, you know, you see this couple come in every week, you know, and and you can tell they're in a a couple. You know, they're both wearing rings. You can tell they're married or whatever. And then next week, he comes in there with another woman. You don't get to go tell the first, his wife. You know he's married. Yeah, you have zero right to do that, dude. I, I yeah I am I am I am not in support of this at all. Yeah I um I'm not I'm not a fan. And honestly I'm with you. I would be on the phone inquiring about whether or not I have some action whatsoever to take. Incarceration takes over Mansfield July 13th through the 15th. We'll pass those tickets out right now. Caller 20 one 7625 on those and continue with more Stansbury Show next on Rock 1069. 69. Welcome back.
back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. This afternoon, fans home will be in Kent, 2 to 4. He'll be at the newest Raising Canes, 1801 East Main Street in Kent. That was a smart decision on their part, putting one of those right there. Yeah, dude. It's right across from the Gabriel Brothers. I know a lot of people are like, where is this at in Kent? Right across from the Gabriel oh, Brothers right there. I, yeah. I used to live in Kent. Yeah. Lived in Holly Park for a while. I uh, I think we've all got stories of Kent, right? <laughs> I mean, like, if you grew up in Northeast Ohio, there's oh, yeah. some part along the way, some Kent State story kind of got out of hand there. It's like the first joke everybody learns to tell in Northeast Ohio. Can't read, can't write, Kent State. That's like the first joke everybody learns. Um, but yeah, I lived in Holly Park for a while, and oof, bro, that was a rough, rough go. Worth noting, Stansbury didn't go to Kent State. <laughs> no, did not. Did not. I always loved that, how I like I would be partying there almost every weekend in those college years, and everyone's like, oh, you a student? And I'm like, no, I'm not a student here, idiots. What are you talking about? I'm not paying to do this. At beer you, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, no, it started because a buddy of mine lived there, and then my girlfriend's sister lived in there. I moved in with them for a little while, and then before you know it, I just started like moving around in there. And uh, dude, I actually lived. I lived in Holly Park for a while. I lived in what we used to call the Compton Towers over yeah. there. The, the, the Com- I lived in Compton Towers for a few uh, for a little while too. Oof, man, that was a rough stretch of time. Well, dude, I know we've been talking about Stansbury finding a new uh, new new place to live. Maybe no, Kent, dude, no, right no, on no, campus, no, right no, there. No, Maybe no, not the worst no, idea. No, no, I feel like that's a terrible <laughs> idea. I feel like that's really what you're talking about. It didn't work out well for Dangerfield. It's not working out well for me. Very bad. Don't idea. want it. Do not do that. Do not want it. So today we will know whether or not LeBron James opts in or opts out. Okay. However, it doesn't really tell us much, right? No, it because really if doesn't. you opt out, basically it's just an angling move, right? It's just like it, it's about money. It's about like what you what the deals can and cannot do, right? And he has a history of doing it throughout his career. Whenever right. there's a contract negotiation, he will opt out. So I know if this is to happen, and it could happen at any point today, because he does have to notify the Cavaliers and the NBA what his intentions are. It's there. by like what three o'clock this afternoon or something, right? Uh, yeah, sometime this. I afternoon. I think it's noon, like on the West Coast. I think is the deadline. Sounds appro- Sounds right yeah. to me. Um. So with that being said, if LeBron is to opt out, all of a sudden, dude, the overreaction on Twitter is going to go through the roof. Yeah. Just people are going to... Because people just, misunderstand what it means. People are going to face melt about it. Now, he did this the last time that he extended his Cavaliers contract okay. two years ago, so it's not necessarily indicative that he is 100% out, out there. But just like with what Paul George is doing with the Thunder right now, um, you are able to essentially strong-arm your team out of more money by doing this. Kyrie Irving's going to do the same thing to the Celtics next year. You're going to have the availability to do that, and this could mean he goes, and obviously him opting in is better than him opting out. Like, there's no debating that. You'd rather have him say, like, yes, I'm coming back Because then year. you know he's here, right? And then you know he's here. Okay. Now, as far as everything goes, uh, you know, he opts out today. July 1st is when they're officially allowed to start talking to other teams as unrestricted free agents. So that'll be an important date to kind of keep an eye on and kind, of see, kind of see what's happening right there. Uh, LeBron already's made it clear he doesn't want the, the dog and pony show. He doesn't want to be courted. He doesn't want meetings coming in. He knows whether where he wants to end up. Um, so with kind of all that being said, July 6th is the day that he is officially allowed to sign with another team. Any unrestricted free agent is allowed to sign with so another team. So a week team. from today. Yeah, a week from today, you're allowed to officially sign, but you could make your intentions known no. on the 1st. So uh, Brian Winhurst, I think it was... 
I don't know, last week or a week before, said that he expects LeBron to have his decision made and announced before the 4th of July. So uh, could be could be kind of at, at, at any time here that well, he the, can make the announcement. They're also linking it to the Space Jam 2 trailer, right? Correct. That, 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 that he's announcing it and then we're getting the trailer or vice versa, I think it is, one I, of the two. I think it'll kind of all be in the same there. And... Kind of to me, you think it's a send off. It, well, I don't know. It, it kind of leads me to think that that maybe he will stick with the Cavaliers because if he's going to go into this movie Space Jam 2, I don't think he's necessarily going to want to. And I don't know how much the NBA will allow his team to be represented with in there, but I don't think he's necessarily going to want to throw the Lakers on his back because, okay, so I go into I, I do Space Jam 2 and it, it's promoted as I'm a Laker. What if this all falls apart and I'm on the Lakers for one year? You know what I mean? Like, there's a little bit of me that thinks that that kind of stuff well, leads to him being on the Cavaliers. I don't remember Space Jam. I, I didn't love that movie the way everybody else did. I didn't have a connection with it the way everybody else did. And I really don't get the obsession with it. But. I mean, Mike wasn't in Chicago stuff, right? I mean, it was just... It was, no, it was just him wearing, like, a Looney Tunes I was going to say, it's just like a white jersey, right? Like, isn't that what they're going to do? And I, I mean, it, to, me, to me, yes, that's probably just what they're going to do, but I, I assume the association's going to have some sort of, of, of tie-in to it, and like I said, I just don't see him throwing another banner up there and being like, hey, this is where I'm at now, where you don't know what's going to happen within this next year. He could go to Los Angeles with Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George, but it doesn't mean that they're going to win a championship. Yeah, I, I don't think it necessarily means you're going to win a championship either. I wouldn't put a lot of stock in, well, it's about the movie. Like, I, I wouldn't put a ton in no. that. I, but I see what you're saying. I, um, I think it's very possible he's going to sign a one-year deal, stay a Cavalier this year, and then leave next year. I do think it's possible. I don't think the, I don't think the, the things are stacking up the way he thought. I think he wants out. For sure. I think he wants to leave the Cavs for sure. I think it's kind of obvious. And I think if he didn't, he wouldn't. I mean, there wouldn't be rumors about him calling other players. There wouldn't be the rumors that he's leaning L.A. There wouldn't be any of that, I don't think. I think he wants to go. I don't think the the chips are falling exactly as easily as he thought they once would. And I am starting to wonder if guys like Paul George, who know they're not a number one, and Kawhi Leonard's probably not a number one guy either. Like it, it, not especially if you're on a team with LeBron. Let's say that if you're okay. on the team with LeBron, Kawhi's not a number one. LeBron's clearly the number one, right? Same with Paul George. Then I'm starting to wonder if guys in the league that are good that people seem to like, like Kawhi, like a Paul George, are sitting there going, you know what? I don't want to play with LeBron because when everything goes well, guess what? Who's getting the credit? LeBron because he's the greatest player in the in, in the league. And when things don't go well, who gets really blamed? Yeah, they'll knock LeBron for not stepping up in the fourth quarter, this and that, but it's always the teammates aren't good enough. And if I'm Paul George, do I want that? I don't think LeBron necessarily had the teammates aren't good enough when he was in Miami, but what what I'll say about that is maybe on a local level we blame the other guys. I think on a national level LeBron still takes a a, a, a vast majority of the of the of the heat. He there. takes a lot of heat, but the narrative is always, well, we know he's the greatest and if he had any bit of help, I just I think those guys are worried that they're going to be painted as as less than when if if it doesn't get done, you're going to be the new Kevin Love, and that's yes, that's that's really yes. I, I, I see I see your point there. Munch brought Kevin Love up earlier when we were talking to him at uh, seven o'clock, and uh, Kevin Love, I I mean I I have no problem with him 
retiring a Cavalier, I would be absolutely ecstatic about it. But he really is the main chip that they have to offer when it comes to something. Um, and that something might be Kawhi Leonard, who has recently, I guess, reportedly recently reached out to LeBron and said, yo, I want to play together. Um, does that mean L.A.? Does that mean San Antonio? Does that mean I don't Cleveland? think it means San Antonio. Does I, I I don't know. And the thing that concerns me about that is is like Kawhi Leonard certainly when he was great when you know prior to this past season when he was playing and putting forth big minutes one of the best if not the best well one of the best two way players, players yeah. in in the in the NBA no question about it. But he played nine games last year and it was a I think it was a hamstring injury or something like that. And there are people who make the claim he could have played. He this was sending a message to San Antonio. But but do you bounce back? You've been off the court for a year in that competitive well, world, and I, I worry the same thing about Kyrie Irving. It's like you you fair. We we all have this assumption that guys are just going to come back from injuries and be their superstar selves. If you're LeBron and that's who, you, because Paul George coming to Cleveland pretty much out of the equation at this point. Yeah. If you're waiting on if you're waiting on Kawhi Leonard and that trade for Kevin Love and Kawhi Leonard and the moving pieces parts that happened there, it's like dude. I don't even know if you're going to be ready to go. Well, I, I don't. I don't know. I'd also be worried about a guy who uses that. I mean, there are people who claim he used that injury as a reason to stay off the court because he didn't like playing in San Antonio anymore, and he was trying to send the organization a message. And if I'm LeBron and I know that, then I'm not sure I want Kawhi Leonard. Now I know as a fan, Kawhi Leonard and, and LeBron at, in Cleveland jerseys—that's awesome, right? We're selling tickets. Everybody's all in. Hashtag whatever the thing is next year. We all love it. Right. But if you're LeBron, going well, dude. If that's the way you're going to angle, that's not what I need. I need guys who are going to ball. And so you got to wonder that. This is uh, you know Cole's letting us know this. This is true too. Him opting in doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stay either. It is the only way he could get to Houston. Do a is sign and Opting trade. in yeah. and doing a sign and trade. I don't see the Cavaliers doing it. Offering him a sign. Trade. Why not? Because because at that point they know he's leaving, and yeah, you're going to get something in return. But you're you're, a lot, right? But but you're not going. No matter what you do, you you can take two quarters and and four dimes and two nickels and five pennies, and it's not going to add up to a dollar here. So like, well, what if this happens? And what if the NBA kind of steps in and helps this happen? That way, nobody can walk away crying too much in their soup. You do have LeBron opt in. You do sign and trade him to Houston, and so things perceived to be even as much as they possibly can, James Harden is a Cavalier. Uh, I don't see why he... I, he I, that's... I mean, there's just too many. There's too much ifs in there, and that's Houston's not going to be down for that. Like, I think they'd be down to do anything it takes to get LeBron James in a jersey. They, uh, I do. It'll be the same thing that happened with Chris Paul in the Clippers and how he ended up in in, in Houston. And I think that that's Dan probably Gilbert, more I think, likely. I think Dan Gilbert is spiteful enough and would be hurt enough in that moment to be like, you know what? No, we're not putting you on your team. We're not giving you the ability to. I'm not. I'm not bending, and I'm not going to allow you to come. In here and dictate where you're going because that's more like Dan Gilbert. Yeah, I just, I just I just can't see him doing that. So, dude, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces, parts, a lot of rumors, a lot of stuff that happens within the next 24 to 48 hours to a week. And dude, my favorite part remain of this calm, today, people. This is LeBron Day, right? This right. is LeBron Day, right. and I'm going to be in a golf cart all day with Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Oh yeah, dude, I brought a charging block to charge phones. <laughs> it's in my golf bag because I know homie's going to need it. He's just going to be over there, just you know. Wiping skin off of thumbs, just getting everybody <laughs> updated. At WFNY Scott is how you follow him, by the way. Uh, Jeremy and Nick Brashear, the Vanilla Gorilla, in the house, ready to join us on the air next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK.com. And we're joined in studio by our good buddy, Jeremy, from Honor Fighting Championships. And he has brought in Nick Brashear, the Vanilla Gorilla. Yeah. Oh, now, gorilla. I've, uh, I've been waiting for you to get here. Okay? I, uh, you're massive. <laughs> and so, like, I, I, I'm a little less confident about this as I was, like, three hours ago when I was in here by myself. But you got the best nickname I've ever heard. The Vanilla Gorilla is awesome. I'm pretty big myself. I'm pissed I'm not called the Vanilla Gorilla. So I've said I'm going to offer you money to come off the name, and Fantone's like, dude, he's just going to punch you and keep it for himself. <laughs> so how did you name yourself, or did somebody name you, Nick, or like how'd that happen? Well, uh, when I first started uh, training um, and I got my first uh, amateur fight back in 2010, I saw it on a message board, and they were actually uh, – referring to Brock Lesnar and I was like hmm I'm gonna go joke about that at the gym and then uh I didn't I kind of bailed on it on my first fight when they uh asked for my information I didn't have a nickname and my coach actually went behind my back and told did the it. announcer oh cool good <laughs> yeah. good good I think it fits you you are massive there's no <laughs> doubt about that uh Fight Fest is happening tomorrow night uh, at Chaparral's Event Center, there's a link at facebook.com slash Show on where you can get tickets, but it is honorfightingchampionship.com is where you can grab those, but we did link it to Facebook, so you can click it there and get that. Um, so I hear, Nick, that you are 8-0. Yes. Is that right? Okay, That's and right. that uh, and if, if I have my facts correct, tomorrow night is technically, we're, we're planning on this to be your last amateur fight and that you will be fighting your first Professional fight. Now, for people that don't understand, we were talking about this a little bit before we came back on the air. I mean, obviously, there's no such thing as amateur because you're still getting punched in the face, right? You know right. what I mean? Like, there's, there's still that. So what is the difference there? Like, what, what, what's the leap between, all right, now I've done, I'm doing nine amateur fights and then I'm turning pro. What is the difference for people that don't know? So in Ohio uh, and other states, it's usually just uh, different rule sets. So in Ohio, it's a three-minute round for amateurs as okay. the pros goes to five, five minutes. Five minutes, okay, good. Um, in the pros in Ohio, you can uh, they give you the opportunity to elbow your opponent and uh, okay. oh, leg strike to I the didn't head. Know that. So okay. you can knee to the head, you can kick to the head. You can't do that as amateurs in Ohio. Uh, okay, so, it's, it's, so there's also different in rules to the contact itself in Correct. the sport. I did not know that. Okay. Nick, you uh, you're eight zero in in the octagon right now, and I've seen you in action before, dude, and it's just amazing. It um, you know, a, a dude your size who's able to go in there and move fast. Obviously, you've been training for a long time, but what I want to know about is like, what is that mind space like right before you step in there, right before the announcer Josh Signs calls your name, and you know, you come on out here, you've got the super heavyweight title with you. What's going on in that head of yours? Uh. Because I've had a lot of a lot of experience uh, with uh, doing pro wrestling for about fifteen years before yeah. I got into MMA, I, I'm actually pretty calm. Um, I, I turn on the switch literally right as they call my name. Uh, usually, when I'm in my fights, you'll notice uh, as they're doing my announcement, I start beating my chest. I'd play it up a little bit, yeah. pro nice. wrestling style. Yeah, yeah. get the doing crowd whipped up, doing the vanilla sure. gorilla thing, and and that's literally the switch that turns on. So uh, coming to the cage and everything. I, there's really uh, my mind's clear. Um, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just trying to stay calm, get my nerves down. You know, I do get a little bit of the butterflies going, but um, like I said, once I turn on that switch, it's go time. I uh, I once upon a time, this is years ago. I, I had Chuck Liddell on, and I was talking to him about it. And I said, dude, obviously you've been in some big fights. You're like the household name of this. You know what I mean? This is again back in the day. 
And I said to him, I was like, there still has to be nerves, right? Like, you're coming out of the tunnel. You know you're tough. You know you're bad. you got more than enough you know, evidence on your side of that. But there's a reason why that guy's getting in the cage across from you, too. It's because he feels like he's tough and he's bad, too. And I said, there still has to be a little nerves, right? And Chuck actually gave me a great answer. He said, yeah, there is. Until the guy punches me in the face. And then I realize what I'm there to do. And then that calms it. He said getting punched in the face calms him down. down. That's exactly the same for me. I want to go home uh, if I get punched (laughs) in the face. I don't don't necessarily have to be punched in the face, but any kind of contact. Yeah, if I block the contact, uh, uh, that's like, you know, everything goes away and it's like, okay, time to focus. We're in a fight. It's time to go. It's time to take this guy out. You can see these fights tomorrow night, Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. And again, grab those tickets at honorfightingchampionship.com. And we have linked that for you, facebook.com slash the Stansbury Show. I see you brought a belt in. Uh, Nick Brashear did, the Vanilla Gorilla. Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championship here as well. So this is the super heavyweight belt, is it not? Yes. Okay, so what are the qualifications for that? What's uh, like like what? There's heavyweight, and then what makes it super heavyweight? Anything over 266. But uh, what are you? I, I weigh about well, my last fight. I was 335. I was on the Good heavier God. side. I was training. Uh, I was lifting real heavy uh, yeah. for the fight. I wanted Bulky. to be real strong. Uh, this next fight, this pro, this pro fight in August, uh, I'm planning to come around 315, maybe even a little lighter to match his speed because he's going to weigh under 300. So dropping pounds at 315. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but typically, Jeez. I fight around 320. Uh, I feel good there. I feel strong and I feel you know quick. Like I said, dude, watching you in the ring, it, it's 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 just like, oh my god, yeah, how is this dude? How is this dude moving like that? Like it's graceful. It's I hear super violence is almost what I would call it. When nice. you were landing those knees on that dude at that last fight that I saw you in, dude, I think everyone in the crowd was just like, oh, oh, we can all feel it. Do you feel like after that fight, when the when the when the ref raises your hand, is there there's still a little bit of like, I want to beat this dude up more, or is it just like, man, that's the end of it. I'm a professional. We're we're back to being, you know. Peers. Yeah, for me, it's uh, it, it, once it's over, it's over. I I've only had beef with like one guy ever that I fought where it was like, man, I'd love to just keep going at you. I told him, you know, before the fight, I was, a year before that we fought, I was going to beat him with a pro wrestling move, and I I beat him with a chicken wing. Uh, an old school chicken wing. Bob Backlund um, style right there. Yeah, I like right. it. I like and, it. Dude, uh, you guys are speaking it. French to me, dude. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what we're talking about right now. For the now. most part, all my other opponents uh, I get along with. Uh, you know, we shake hands. We talk after the fight. You know, uh, no animosity. See, this kid beat me up in sixth grade, and I still want to beat him up. Like, I just can't wrap my head around that, that you guys are in there just just, just beating the hell out of each other. And I like, think it's awesome. And me, I'm like, dude, I still hate you, Chad. I'm going to fight you from sixth grade. There's no statute of limitations. Yeah, no, you well, punch me on the playground. I hate you. That, that, that's personal beefs. You know, I still have those, too, you know, just getting bullied in middle school and right? stuff. But I bet those dudes feel dumb. Uh, maybe. I, <laughs> I didn't know he was going to be 330. <laughs> We're joined but, uh, by Nick Brashear, the Vanilla Gorilla. Also, Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championship. I have a couple of requests. Jeremy Don tweets in and says, "Dude, I have to hear Jeremy say Fight Fest live in the studio. So you got to give me a Fight Fest live. I need oh, one we, of those. We definitely need uh, Jeremy to do his promo voice. I love yeah, seeing yeah. him on Facebook. So, 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 Jeremy, give me one Fight Fest in promo voice. So they're asking me for it. I need it. Fight Fest. There it is. There it is. Uh, Jeremy, give me a little bit of rundown on what's all what's all on the card tomorrow night at Chaparral's Event Center. Tomorrow it's going to be an all amateur card. Uh, these are all contenders. Uh, this is the top amateurs in the state of Ohio. We have two title fights. Uh, nice. 
Yeah, it's going to be great, man. You, you guys, I want to put you guys back in the blood zone. Uh, we'll get it done, baby. We'll, we'll get it done. You guys want to come? I, I yeah. Know, oh, yeah, dude. I know you've got a, I know you've got the chick fights going on. and Dude, it, it's nice. one of those things, man. They're fighting over me, by the way. Uh, dude, the, the violence that happens in those oh, yeah. women's fights, it is just insane. It really is. Taylor Kip is going to be there tomorrow. Um, nice. Our women's champ. All right. And that was, they were toe-to-toe, man. That was That was definitely a bloody fight. I love those, but let's be honest. It can't beat a chick fight in a parking lot of a bar, right? When those heels start coming <laughs> off and there's, you know, the yanking of the hair and they're just beating each up all over some dude who hasn't had a job in three years. Like, those, those are the greatest. Yeah, it all depends what you're looking for. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that last, uh, the women's fight that Kayla Kip, they, they fought, the, they were literally the match before mine in March at the, uh, what was that, uh, Honor Three? Yeah. And, uh, I was just like, what am I gonna do? How how do I? How do you how, top how that? How am I gonna top this? Yeah, exactly. Now, are you are you? In, let's ask you this, Nick uh, Brashear, the Vanilla Gorilla. I can't stop saying it. Uh, let's let's ask you this: Are you in a relationship? Like, do you have a, a, like a better half? Yeah, I'm married. Uh, how does she handle that? Um, or he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's pretty good about it. Um, lets me uh, go off and train. Uh, she'll bust my balls a little bit with it. Uh, you know, just sometimes the trainings go long. But uh, she puts up with it really well. She definitely supports me. You're 320. Um, is she sick of making dinner? <laughs> yeah. She's got to be tired of it, bro, right? Like, just get, like yeah, how much of this stuff can I make? She's Wonder Woman. You know, we just had a baby. She's uh, Oh, eight congratulations, months. man. She's, That's she'll awesome. be eight months tomorrow. Oh, good for you. And, uh, you know, she's super mom. She goes to work, uh, comes home, do, does the mom thing. You know, I, I try to help out when I can. But Dude, I, train fighter, train husband. Listen, to him, he, just, he just knows what to say. I got to sleep there tonight man i gotta give her all the credit in the world you're a smart dude you're a smart dude you can grab tickets for honor fighting championship at honorfightingchampionship.com the event is tomorrow night chaparral's event center another one coming up in august i believe that's where you're going to be up in cleveland right august 18th the biggest uh, mma fight of the year and definitely ohio it's going to be at jacob's pavilion in nautica oh yeah oh i love it give me one more uh, give me one more fight fest I love it. My favorite thing that happens all week on the program. It's Honor Fighting Championship. It's Fight Fest tomorrow night, Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. You can grab tickets at honorfightingchampionship.com. We have also linked it, facebook.com slash the Stansbury Show. I want to thank Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championship. Also, Nick Brashear, the Vanilla Gorilla, for stopping by. Guys, I uh, I have to apologize. We pu- are pulling the show up early. We're going to get out of here a little early today. I, ha- I am previously committed. So this will be us uh, officially signing off for the week. We will be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great weekend. See ya. Dan Stan. Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes! The Stansberry Show, Rock 1069. Pornhub now. And I always say this, but I don't know if they are or not. They feel like they're the biggest porn site in the world to me because they're constantly doing things like this where they, they're being talked about a lot, but I don't know if they're the biggest one or not. They feel like the biggest tube site to me for porn, but I don't know. Yeah, they they feel like it, and I guess it's probably a little bit of like, well, dude, it, perception. Perception is what matters What's here. Is, is well for them, maybe not, but but yes, I, I but yes, ultimately they seem to. I bet they're top five, right? Oh, one hundred percent, right? I bet you like you porn Pornhub like right there. They're probably you know what I mean. That this this is probably you know the two sodas fighting at one another. Like which one's bigger? Um, but what Pornhub is doing is they're looking to reach out and find more of their audience. And the way they're going to do that is they're going after the hearing impaired now. Okay. And what they're going to do is they're going to close caption some of their porn movies. 
over 1,000 clips. This starts today, from what I understand. Okay. Over 1,000 clips, and again, it will be across a number of genres, right? So whether you like BBWs or, you know what I mean, whether you like, you know, Young and Petite or whatever, whatever your thing is. What's with the judging? <laughs> what's, like, what's, I see the face. No, no, no. What's, no, because no, I can see it. I no can see judgment. it. Dude, the, the, the eyes are like. Sands Gray just leading off with BBW. Exactly right. There, exactly right. 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 So what's the judge? No judgment. None. None whatsoever, dude. None whatsoever. What am I all of a sudden going to be sitting on a high horse talking about porn viewing habits? That Sands was Gray, my on. point. Come on. That was my. I was like, what is this? Why no are you turncoating? No judgment, my friend. Me and my high horse were just sitting over here. Just We're fine. All right, maybe you like eight foot redheads. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like that. Okay. But across all genres, they're going to pick a thousand clips. This will start today. And you will get descriptive and interpretive text for those who are not able to hear the video's original audio. How? Now, I wasn't sure if this was going to be important. But of course, to me, it would not because I can hear things. Right. But having lived with other people and having had neighbors. And, you know, those kinds of things. I, throughout my life, have been conditioned to listen to porn or to view pornography at a very low volume. Turn it down. Yeah, because I feel like headphones on is like we're getting too serious. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in the lab. I feel like, dude, if you wear, if you wear ear, if you, dude, if you got headphones, like if the Beats by Dre's are on so you can watch Jaden James twerk, like I just feel like we're getting too serious. I mean, it's better to have a, a, a you know the, the the audio experience there. You know, it's 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 like listening to music. It sounds better on headphones than most times than it does your. I agree, and I'm a, I'm a headphone listener when I listen to music in my home. That's how I do it. But I just feel like if I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch this Jane James video. Where, where where are these headphones at? Like, I just feel like, dude, it's like if the more utensils I need, the, okay. the more addicted I feel. Okay, so the VR headset, the headphones, lighting it. a candle, you don't need all that. Dude, just the, okay. The VR sounds like a nightmare to me. Okay, I want to be aware of all of my surroundings. <laughs> if that bedroom door opens, and I know I live alone, but God only knows what if it's a maintenance dude? <laughs> I can't have it. Yeah, and I guess there is a little bit of that where with the headphones you do run into that problem of now I'm, all of a sudden you can't hear other things going on around perfect you. example you're listening to the radio in the car right now and it's not bothering you mm-hmm. but if you were to put headphones on and drive down the freeway it's a completely different experience and as a matter yeah. of fact when i see people do that it freaks me out very dangerous what I, if there's somebody behind you you know exactly an right or something? i don't like okay. that at all so so my point being is is like i think there are a lot of people who are watching porn without a ton of the volume anyway um, yeah, probably not all the way blasted on their like home speakers, but I still think that the anything gets blasted. It's the screen. The audio is still is still a big part of pornography. I mean, like, would you just listen to listen to it quiet? You just off. You know what I'm saying? You at least have some sort of audio experience there. And have you ever ran into a porn video where the audio is off from the actual the, the 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 sync is off where like the audio right where the audio's three seconds ahead and the video's three seconds behind so then you hear the ass slap and then you then you finally see the ass slap it's like it's like it's seen the baseball you know what it, I mean it, yeah that's a refresh the page situation right and there go back start it over the whole thing is off at that point so like I'm going to I I'm, I'm gonna I guess tip my head a little bit here to Pornhub as they. You know, if it's important to me, I would assume deaf people also want that same experience instead of trying to figure out what Gianna Michaels is saying. You actually can, like, read it and see it. I I think that's good. They say that 40 million Americans have some form of hearing loss. 
40 million Americans. I guess that's a little bit over 10% of the population. You got to figure a lot of older people have if some sort of hearing loss, not completely deaf, but some sort of hearing hearing problem. And then I, well, mean, I have some sort of some form of hearing. Sure, loss. I'm sure you do. You wear headphones all the time. You've been to a bajillion concerts. You're going to go deaf. I'm going to go deaf. There's no doubt about well, it. Like, and growing up in my parents' house, this is why I still do it. Growing up in my parents' house, I wasn't really allowed to listen to my records a whole lot when I was real young. So I spent a lot of my time with a yellow Walkman they didn't know I had no. and dubbed tapes of my favorite bands that they didn't know I had that were hidden in shoebox. I'm sure they knew, but I, like I, they had to be hidden in my closet. And so like I spent my formative years blasting music into my ears because I wasn't allowed to listen to it any other way. And so like and so now, like I said, at my home, that's how I prefer to listen because I've been trained my whole life to do it that way. I am half deaf. Like there are times where I'm like, what? Like there are definitely times inside the conversations with people in a loud environment where I'm nodding and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have no mm-hmm. idea what you're saying. Now, some of that's because I find what you're saying not to be all that interesting, but also it's because sometimes I can't hear this. What? 40 million Americans have some form, uh, form of hearing loss, so Pornhub's going to step up. Now, what they say here is, is that this is going to help viewers distinguish which person is speaking at any one time in this movie. Okay. Now, that's all fine and good until you start getting into deep into the catalog. What are you going to do when there's 13 dudes in that one chick? What are you going to do? Was it going to look like that John Mann screen for football? You're just going to start drawing arrows to Shawn Michaels and Lex Luthor and all that thing? What are you going to do? It's going to do the whole screen's going to be all mucked up. Google can predict when you're going to die with 95% accuracy. Now, should be pointed out that when we're talking about whether or not you'll die, 5% chance of staying alive, actually quite a bit. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when the thing is dying, that 5% is actually you know pretty good. But Google says that they know everything. And they're helping test an artificial intelligence computer system that will predict whether or not a hospital patient. So this isn't just like anybody. Like right. This isn't like log on, we'll tell you when you're going to die. It'll, this will be able to tell whether or not hospital patients will pass away within 24 hours of being admitted to that hospital. I, I guess once you start looking at enough data, I mean, obviously you're going to be making assumptions here and you're going to just be kind of be working off of like statistics, but like. I, I I would assume there's a lot of factors that go into this of like, well, you know, what's your cholesterol rate? What's your heart rate? What's your, you know, these million different things that, that factor in. And I, I don't know. This doesn't feel out of, out of bounds to me. So they look at things like your age, right? ethnicity, gender, right. right? And so they join that up then with hospital information, like some, you know, prior diagnosis of some things that you had, current vital signs and any and all lab results you may have. Okay. Now, they say it works as high as 95%. And what makes it accurate is that it's fed data out of reach for machines, like doctor's notes buried away on charts or other PDFs. So right. they, they end up scanning all that stuff into the system, I guess, is what they end up doing. I'm going to bet you there's a nurse at Altman right now that has the same accuracy rate. She's been doing that job for 20 years, and she just knows when somebody comes in, all right, this is off my checklist, this is off my checklist, this is off my checklist. This isn't going to end well. This isn't going to end well. Uh, I bet by certain disease or problem, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I mean, and now, obviously. 95 sounds high, but yes, I could see it. It's better to have, like, an algorithm of Google, like, hey, this is something that's a little bit more concise than your feelings, but I'm telling you, I bet you there's, there's healthcare professionals who are very comparable to this. Yeah, I can't argue that. I mean, if you're around something long enough, you know mm-hmm. that's going to work or that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true of all of all jobs. I, I don't have a problem seeing that. Um, 
they say they can throw any kind of data at it you want. It'll chew it up. It'll sp- help spit it out. And they can predict this. What I worry is, and this won't be a worry today. It won't be a worry tomorrow. It's when things become the standard and they're the standard so long that we forget that there was a previous standard. All right? I worry that 15 years down the road, this thing, you get admitted, this thing tells you they're going to die tomorrow anyway, and less care then starts to be applied to you because of what Google's data says. I mean, this thing says you're going to die. Are we really going to waste this I mean, procedure on you? Isn't that already kind of happening, wouldn't you say? Like, if, well, I don't if, know. If a doctor's looking at you and like, dude, this is terminal. This isn't gonna, this isn't gonna end well no matter what I do. So therefore, we're not doing the surgery. I bet you, I mean, I think well, that's a commonplace. Well, don't they just say that to you and then it's still up to you? Well, I, I mean, is, I guess once we get into a territory where Google Hospital is what we're talking about, maybe there's a concern, but you still have a doctor there. Well, I worry that that's where we're headed. Where that, where we're headed is the doctor, where, where we are going to limit lawsuit and everything else. And we're going to get to a point where the doctor says, sorry, man, machine says you're not good. If a doctor says, dude, you're not good. And in 99%, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you know, you're not going to, going to live here. I mean, I, I think, like I said, I just think this already happens. I think there's doctors who are making these decisions on a day to day basis of like, well, dude, it's just, it's, you're not doing well. So is your take then that you believe a machine could be more fine tuned to do it more properly than a human? Yeah, in the sense of there's a standard, there is a, there's a, now, am I, am I saying like, well, Google should decide who lives and dies? No, but like, you don't have, you don't have personal vendettas there. You don't have personal bias. You don't have all these different things where it's like, that's this fair. is, this is just the cold hard facts. This now, is just the data. That's a decent argument. Now, when I read this, or at least read the headline, I was thinking of it, Google can tell me whether or not I'm going to die if I'm in the hospital or not. Like, they can predict when you're going to die. And I thought all day yesterday, would I want to know? And I think the answer is yes. I mean, I here, here's the thing. How are you not? I, I think it's easy to say, no, I, don't, I, I wouldn't want to know when nobody can tell you. If you knew for sure something could tell you and it wasn't like, hey, come in here and I'll turn these cards over. You'll pay me 120 bucks and I'll tell you if somebody from the other side is trying to reach you, which is, of course, wizardry. Right. Like, but if it was legitimate. You mean to tell me that you don't think that 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 the curiosity over that event is so strong that it doesn't overtake you and you need to know? Because the thing that would keep me away from wanting to know is that what if it's wrong? And I live my life thinking, all right, dude, you're going to die at 53. You're going to die at 53. You're going to die at 53. And then all of a sudden I'm 54 and I'm like, wait a second. I just blew all that money. I just, you know what I mean? That's a, that's, that's a pretty level headed approach to it where I was more looking at it. Like, let's say we were to do this today. And Google can predict whether or not, uh, when I'm going to die to 95% accuracy. And it says to me, we run the numbers, and it says to me, Stansbury, you will die at 71, right? Let's make it 70, round out, make it easy for everybody. Then in my mind, I know, bro, just get to 60. All you got to do is get to 60. We're going to take these next years between now and 60, and we're going to save every penny we have. And then we're taking the last 10, and we're doing whatever the hell it is we want. And I'm, you know, if, dude, if you want to smoke cigarettes, do it. If you want to, you know, you want to do this, do it. You want to do this, do it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Isn't that what you already do? <laughs> isn't, isn't that what you already do? Yes, other than the fact that I would be even more reckless and more careless if I knew. I kind of want to know. I, because I feel like 
this preparing, well, you never know. I mean, y- y- down the road, you never know what might happen leads to me not living the way I really wish I could. You're going to save to 60. You're going to save to 60. You're going to save to 60. And then at 60 years in one day, you're going to be dead in a pile of cocaine and hookers. And it's just going to be like, well, I guess 70 was wrong. <laughs> I guess you're in that 5%, bro. In the words of Belindo Carlisle, <laughs> heaven is a place on earth, Fantone. Heaven is a place on earth.